Welcome back, community group leaders, to this week's episode of The Deeper Podcast, where we partner with you as you grow closer to God, His Word, and people. I'm your host, Cody Lee Kand, and joined this week by Joe, and we're going to be looking at the difference between guilt and shame through the lens of Romans 1 through 3. That's right. I'm really excited to go through this with everyone. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today. So as we get started here, we are two weeks away at the time of recording this. We record them on Thursday. So we're two weeks away from Group Link. Super excited. There'll be a link in the email for you guys to register as leaders. Or if you're unavailable for some reason on that Thursday night, feel free to send a representative from your group. We've got lots of people who are ready to join groups. And lots of you groups, as evident by the personal emails that I sent out to you this week, are looking for more people. So we'd love for this opportunity for you guys to be able to get connected to one another. And hopefully have that first meeting be on a common ground as the church. So that way it doesn't feel like such a blind date, right? showing up to someone's house can be a little intimidating. So hopefully we're trying to help that and help people get better connected into groups because right now it's not quite working with the blind date thing. So hopefully this will help get people plugged in and we are, I'm excited for it and I can't wait. We've got tables coming in and it's going to be just a fun time. We'll have dinner for the leaders or whoever's coming beforehand, kind of get a lay of the land, how it's going to look for the night. And so we'd love to see you at 545, two Thursdays from now. Yeah. And again, if you haven't let Cody know that you have room in your small group uh, Mm -hmm. for... Uh, more people, let them know, because I'm sure there's um, plenty of people who want to find a, a group where they can belong. Yeah. Awesome. And we've really noticed that. We've noticed if people don't belong here, they're gone. Yes. <laughs> so kind of rhymes, but that's been yep. in the back of our minds. So we're always calling people into deep connection, deeper connection than they have just by coming on the weekend. Yeah. And so what better way than to have connection with a small group of people to share life with? I know my community group has become like some of my best friends here in Topeka. And so that's been awesome. And we just hope for that for everyone. All right, Joe, with that being said, we're kicking off a new series this weekend entitled Unashamed. And when I hear that, I really just focus in on that root word of shame. And that really just sticks out to me. So can you kind of help understand like how you got to this title series, what this series is going to be about? Because thinking just about shame seems a little dark. So like, where are we going with this? Yeah. So I think the reason why we deal with shame so much is it goes unchecked in our lives. And shame is that emotion that comes over me uh, based, and it's rooted usually in an action that causes guilt that I'm I'm not uh, measuring up to God's righteous requirement. So mm-hmm. sin gives me some guilt, but then shame moves it more personal in that I'm a bad person. And both both are in a sinful world with a broken life are needed, but the gospel doesn't just confront us. The gospel comforts us. Hmm. And yet nothing within me resists the gospel more than my own image, that image that I'm good, I'm better than most people in this world, that I'm, yeah. I'm not doing that bad, or at least I'm not as bad as that person, and I'm always measuring, always comparing, because I want to hide from the guilt or the shame that I'm feeling. So what do we do with shame and guilt is really what this series is all about. And the answer is, in short, bring it to Jesus. Bring him hmm. to Jesus because the gospel, Jesus, the person in the work of Jesus is what uh, it relieves and takes my guilt and pays for it and removes my shame by replacing me with a new identity in Christ. So that's what it's all about. 
Awesome. Look, really looking forward to this series, and I really love the artwork. Not that that means like the series is good or bad or anything, but yes, Kyler, like- Kyler, who's on our staff team, does all of our designing. He did a great job on this one. Yeah, and when you have it with your message this weekend, it really helps illustrate that as you have your slides going through. So really excited for this new series and can't wait for you guys to have that message this weekend. Great. All right, so this week, as we started off our reading in Romans 1, focusing on the different ways, you know, God reveals himself to us and the harsh realities that unbelief brings to us, we continue on with the reminder that we've all sinned and fall short of God, that Romans 3.23 passage. And as we drew near to the end of the week, we take a look at Abraham's faith in the Old Testament and just see how an example that he is when he brings his faith to God and just trusts God with his only son and goes about going up the mountain to sacrifice him. And so we get to see that in the New Testament, looking through that. So particularly this week's message, you're focusing in on Romans 1 through 3. So can you kind of give us a direction that you're, you're going? Like, wh- where are you heading with this week? Yeah, so my compelling uh, vision for the uh, entire message is just how um, much like a diamond, uh, when it's placed on a, ba- a black background, becomes more brilliant and more noticeable. Paul mm. is giving the beauty and the glory of the gospel. That's the diamond. The gospel of Jesus Christ for our lives. It's the power of God for salvation to anyone or everyone who believes. And so he's going to show that amidst the backdrop of the blackness of sin. Hmm. And he's going to show us that the gospel is our is a confrontation of sin with the righteousness of God, and it's our comfort. It's our comfort. And that's what the call of the gospel is for those who recognize and deal and live in their sin, to recognize it and not to try to pay for it, yeah. which, which guilt will try to do. Guilt will get that emotion of shame to either cover or hide or try to be good enough uh, and strive. And so uh, we need to come to the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the person in the work of Christ, and run to him and be comforted by him. Yeah. I love that word comfort. It just brings such like comfort yes. to the, this whole thing because guilt and shame can be awfully dark and hard. Right. And so having the comfort of the scriptures, that's awesome. And so as we look at this week's passage, what is it teaching us about God and his heart for us? Okay. Teaches us quite a bit. Number one, God is righteous. He's yeah. holy. He's just. He's good. He's right. <laughs> mm. And so as we think about that... Um, our position before him is inescapable. His righteousness isn't just up in heaven. His righteousness has come down to us in earth, on the earth, and he, all of humanity is accountable before him. And this is something our world doesn't like to hear, and this is something when I'm in sin or in shame, I don't like to hear because it's yep. overwhelming. And yet, that's how Paul starts out his case. He goes, I'm unashamed because it's the power of God for salvation. <laughs> and that's exactly what this world will show us is our need for, for something to be made right again. We live in a broken world, and yet we have something within us that longs for perfection, for it to be better, for it to be restored. It's something that sparks our imagination, that calls our heart into something. And we usually try to pursue it without God, a better world, a, a uh, more perfect life, the me I want to be, project me. I mean, all yeah. that kind of stuff apart from Christ. And what Paul is saying is, I'm unashamedly telling you it's the gospel. The gospel is what brings us back to God. So God is righteous. Secondly, God is loving. Hmm. And he sent to us, this person of Jesus came in and took, he was the righteousness from God that we needed. 
He identified with our sin in the sense that he didn't be he didn't himself sin, but our sin was placed on him. That's how he identified with us at the cross. And through his death on the cross, it defeated the power of sin in our lives and forgives anyone who calls on the name of the Lord to be saved. So it shows us that the justness, the holiness, and the righteousness of God while we also have the compassion, the patience, the love, and the salvation of God through Christ. Hmm. The compelling gospel message. That's right. What a, what a great time. So as you're studying this week and you had to boil everything down to just a mere 30 minutes, what else did you have that would be helpful for discussions this week or just other tidbit rabbit trails to go on? Yeah, I think I'm going to develop it next week, but it's this whole picture of what is the righteousness of God, hmm. okay? Certainly, God has given us His righteous standard, which is perfection. Yeah. Um, the righteousness of God is Jesus. He came down and lived out the righteousness of God. He was fully obedient to the law and showed us who God is by His character and by His life, and now provides an example for us to follow in His footsteps. But it's also a position, the righteousness of God is a position before before God, that we're declared right, right before God, that our sin has been taken from us and our sonship, our adoption has been given to us. Hmm. And if you just look at how those two things play out, um, we're going to develop them more, but because we have that, we can look at our, at our guilt and our shame and, and run to the gospel and have those replaced for us in Christ. Yeah. That's a great message for, especially where we're at today with everything going right. on. It's, it's much needed. Yep. So this, this first question that we've got here is that even though most of us will probably consider ourselves to be in that religious category, but when we're confronted with the gospel, even as religious people, the reality is that these tendencies that we can act like godless people, we can act like the moralists, and we can act like the religious people— and so as we're going through processing all of this, of those three different people, the religious, the moralists, and the godless, mm -hmm. which of those three are the tendencies that you fall into when you're confronted with sin and the gospel? And Okay. I, I didn't have the time in my message to just confess all of them, <laughs> but <laughs> here's what I find myself. I find a little bit of everyone in, in me. Hmm. I find when I am more excited about the things of God rather than a relationship with God, when I'm more excited about blessings from God than I am who is Christ and that I have the mind of Christ, then I'm really like the, the godless. I'm loving creation over the creator. I'm focused on the things of God without really wanting him and more of him. Yeah. Second one is I like to be a nice guy. I really do. I like goodness. I like kindness. And I tend to the area of the people that when someone's really mean and being unkind, I tend to really go viral on them yeah. in my mind. And I'm thankful that it doesn't leak out into my posts or anything like right. that online or my comments, but I can use sarcasm. I used to think the sarcasm was a gift of the Holy Spirit, <laughs> but it wasn't. It's not. <laughs> right. Uh, and then the religious, I can look at the pattern of my life and compare it with others and go, not bad. And what what Paul says is, do you have the perfection of Christ? Right. And either do or you don't, because it's only provided in the gospel, it's not by works. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I have to be reminded that I could be any one of those three, depending on the circumstance. Yeah. I think in me, I as one of the religious, I can really stick to that one. And that's mm -hmm. really easy to look at the lens of like, oh, well, I did, I read my Bible more times than them this week. So that's really easy. Yeah. Or 
really just defaulting into that moralist of God, get him. Like, that's right. Oh, he cut me off in traffic. God, you're going to yes. get him. Like, oh, that's just right. get all wired up about uh, karma, justice, yes. and all of yes. that. And so that's right. I can default to that when I'm not being present in the moment mm-hmm. with God. But. Yep. Yep. So this other question, a little more deep, dealing with how do we find relief from guilt and shame? Like taking that personal and sure. making that about us. Like I know for me, when I'm stuck in guilt and shame, I really rely on the three words that I have from several people closest to me of who I am. Because okay. that shame takes over my own identity and I start to identify with that shame of I'm not good enough or I'm too far broken to be saved. And so yeah. when I get into that mode, for me, it really helps having those three words from three to four people closest to me on my phone. I can pull up and scroll through and just read them. That helps me process that and remind me, give them that, that orientation towards like, mm-hmm. this is what truth is because the guilt and the shame can come and try to override that. And then I start to walk away from what is true. Yeah. That's, that's really good, Cody. I, I think I need to come back I, again. Um, I read a book that I'm going to be preaching on in 2023 called An Invitation to a Journey by Robert Mulholland. And he says that um, spirituality or the spiritual life is a journey of being formed into the, Im, uh, of the image of Christ for the sake of others. Yeah. And I think about, um, so that journey, when I go through intense feelings of guilt and shame, I have to come to the cross. That's mm. my only option. Yeah. I mean, it's my only option that gives me health and that gives me forgiveness and gives me the mind and the grace of God through Christ. And so when I have those feelings, I usually try to sit down and write out the feelings that I'm having oh. and uh, the beliefs that I'm being tempted with. And then I try to write out next to those verses from God's word that remind me who I am in Christ. And that's a shorter exercise. It may take me 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. But I find that when I don't order my mind around the word, it tends to spin in different, um, you know, conjecture or beliefs that I have apart from the word or thoughts of processing that are in a deadly loop. I yeah. need the word to speak into that and kind of restabilize, recalibrate me to that. Wow. I really love how that provides something like tangible to do sure. and something that is replicatable at any length of time. Mm-hmm. So if it's a really short period, you can just grab a couple of those words honestly it's something that I really needed to hear like I yeah. I've really been struggling trying to weigh all of those and reorienting myself with the mm-hmm. truth of scripture and so I think I'm gonna try it great because that really could help me here mm-hmm. awesome well hopefully you guys found some help in some of those processings and as you go through these questions in your group I would love to hear about how you guys process that and what that looks like for you But for now, Joe, would you pray over the leaders as they go about preparing for their groups this week? Father, thanks for our community group leaders, and thank you for their willingness to, excuse me, represent your word to their uh, groups, and I pray for your blessing on them. Will you balance them in truth and grace? And would we really call and and, uh, have um, effective ways to reach our groups as we articulate this confrontation and comfort of the gospel? 
And Lord, thank you for showing us both. Thank you not, that it's not just a confrontation so that we sense that you're against us, but we see that you're for us in Christ. And you have come to address everything that, has, that we have torn away from and walked away from when we fell in the, in the garden and we continue to sin. And so we thank you. Bring us back to you. Ground us in you. Solidify and rem- remind us of our identity in you. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you so much, Joe. Have a good week. Again, don't forget, October 6th, group link. The registration will be in the email. Can't wait. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.